The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello everyone, and we're continuing now with um, going through the discourse on the four foundations for mindfulness, for awareness, and uh, it's the ways of developing a heightened sense of attention, attentiveness, awareness. And it's in these four different domains, four different areas of our life, that we bring attention to, sort of different kinds of attention, so that our capacity to be awake and aware becomes stronger and stronger, clearer and clearer, simpler and simpler, all at the same time. And we're doing the third exercise, in the 13 exercises, and uh, it goes like this. A practitioner is one who acts in full awareness when going forward and returning, who acts in full awareness when looking ahead and looking away, who acts in full awareness when flexing and extending the limbs, who acts in full awareness when wearing one's robes or carrying one's outer robe and bowl for monastics, maybe for lay people, a full awareness in wearing our clothes and carrying our plates and silverware and when we're eating, who acts in full awareness when eating, drinking, consuming food and tasting, who acts in full awareness when defecating and urinating, who acts in full awareness when walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking, and keeping silent. So this is mindfulness in activities. When I was first uh, studying the Satipatthana Sutta, uh, I was probably under uh, coming with a strong influence in the Zen training that I'd done. And I read the text selectively And I read it selectively for the passages that emphasized uh, not doing anything, but rather more than just being aware. That just being aware was enough. Just be present for what is without any attempt to change it or do anything with it or judge it, just to be aware. And so it was a kind of receptive or somewhat passive awareness in a sense. But um, as I studied this text more and more, and as I studied the teachings of the Buddha more and more, I see that the Buddha's teachings are very centrally rooted or grounded in action, in act, in uh, action of body, speech, and mind. And that without understanding the role and place for action in this practice, uh, we might not really find our way to freedom, find the full potential of this. And um, and so it turns out that this first three exercises of the text has a lot of action as part of it. It begins with um, uh, breathing, it says, breathing in, I know I am breathing in. Uh, it's not saying I know breathing is happening, kind of a passive, kind of uh, breathing, just a passive thing that's uh, going on. It's, um, it says, uh, I know I am breathing. And, um, 
then it says uh, uh, experiencing one's whole body. And that's a kind of little bit receptive and open, but it is a choice, an activity of the mind to receive and experience the body, to really feel the full body. And then it says to relax the body. That clearly is an activity. The second exercise is, um, uh, begins with focusing on walking, knowing you're walking when you're walking, standing when you're standing, sitting when sitting, and lying down when laying down. They're called postures, but they're also, these are all uh, certain kinds of activity. We put ourselves in these postures. In the third foundation, it's all about activities. It's all about what we're doing. And one of the reasons I, I like to think that that begins with this way is that we're starting to get a hang of uh, how to pay attention to the way that we are we act, the actions we do. And so it's not just mindfulness sitting quietly in meditation with the eyes closed, and then later we learn how to practice in daily life. This is uh, it begins right there with activities. And with our daily life, all the things we do in our daily life, and um, infusing it with mindfulness, infusing it with attention, and uh, and it's not a dis- now it's a, certainly a distraction to do this. It distracts us from our distractions. If you prefer to be distracted, then don't practice mindfulness. Uh, but in a kind of funny way, to practice mindfulness is a to do something different than being distracted. And it, uh, and so to be present for the activities we do when we're doing them, and to be present from the kind of the inside out. So there's not just simply a knowing we're doing them, knowing that I'm reaching for something, but there's also, um, we're infusing, like if I reach for, if I reach for something, like I'm going to grab the bell that's here next to me, if I reach for it, um, I can do it uh, mindlessly. I could do it while I'm talking and not really pay attention to what I'm doing. Um, or I can really slow down and really put my attention in my arm, feel stretching out, feel the weight of the bell, feel my hand gripping it, and then feeling what it's like to lift it up and just infuse with the sensations. This kind of attention, if you do it initially, it might seem like a distraction from living your life. But over time, it, it, uh, we can live our life, but we're infused with this kind of attention. We're infusing ourselves with an embodied awareness, which gives us access to a much wider range of who we are, wider range of intelligence, of, recept- of uh, perception, of sensitivity, of uh, wisdom, then if we're only in our heads thinking and planning ahead and reacting to things with our, reviewing things in the mind, when we start dropping down and having the body be the foundation from which we engage, uh, it becomes more holistic. Our whole being, with all the different capacities and functions we have, can start to be marshaled together for this purpose of being present and for being wise. So um, the text talks about being of uh, practicing full awareness, and I like this expression quite a bit. But uh, I think the Pali word itself, sampajana, means more something like um, with um, a clear recognition, 
to really recognize what we're doing when we're doing it. But what do we recognize? It's certainly the activity in and of itself, but the full recognition includes our intentions and purpose in which we're doing something, the context which we're in. And so this wider intelligence, this wider sensitivity that can arise from the body because we're really present for our experience as we do it. Not at the exclusion of everything else, but because we're more here and we're more attentive and sensitive to what goes on around us. And so we also pay attention in this full awareness, full clear recognition, the effect, the influence our actions have on us. So if I grab my bell out of out of greed and just kind of quickly grab it and hold it in tight, this is mine, this, this kind of tension and tightness of holding it and grabbing it, if I pay attention to what, how the influence it has on me, it, it's not very good. It's kind of, it offer, brings more tension. And, um, but if I uh, uh, reach to grab the bell in a relaxed way, respecting the bell, feeling the bell when I first touch it, not grabbing it right away, and then holding it with just enough uh, tight grip, that it, just enough to hold it and lift it without uh, gripping it, just holding it and lifting it up and um, feeling it and f- I feel the coolness of the metal against my hand. And, um, and it feels kind of nice to do that action. Um, there's a simple pleasure in reaching for it and having it. And this is a hugely important part of this mindfulness practice, is we can become mindful of the influence, the effect our actions have on ourselves and the world, but in ourselves. And is what I'm doing nourishing me? Is it benefiting me? Is it, is it pleasant? Is it enjoyable? Or, and the word that, the concept that's most important, is it wholesome? Uh, is it uh, helpful for us? Part of the t- Buddha's teachings on action uh, is uh, uh, encouraging us to do things, a- actions which are beautiful. And so this idea of infusing attention into all our activities can also go along with doing the activities in a way that is beautiful. And what the beauty is for any any individual is very individualistic. But what is a, what would you do? How would you reach for something if the, you would do the reaching in a beautiful way? Uh, if you eat and chew and taste f- f- both in a beautiful way in order to experience as beauty or as kind of a wholesome pleasure. A kind of beauty which is, uh, I love the word beauty because it's different than pleasure which many people will associate with um, physical pleasure that just kind of, you know, skin deep because it tastes good or feels good physically. But beauty is a pleasure which is uh, deeper. It's kind of like a dharmic pleasure that's a deep feeling of resonance with what feels right and good and wonderful, clean, ethical within ourselves. The word for beauty here is kalyana, uh, which uh, some of you will know as Kalyanamitta is often translated as good spiritual friend. But Kalyana, uh, its first definition is beautiful. So it's literally, Kalyanamitta literally is beautiful friend. And so um, 
to have actions one does, to infuse it with awareness, with attention. But there's even a, a more wonderful potential possibility. Not only being present for our experience, so we're really present knowing it, but do it in a way, be sensitive to the influence it has on us. Be sensitive to the quality that comes with doing the activity. And it's possible to do things beautifully. So, uh, one acts in full awareness when going forward beautifully, when returning beautifully, looking ahead beautifully, looking away beautifully, flexing and extending one's limbs beautifully, wearing one's clothes beautifully, eating, drinking, consuming food and tasting beautifully, defecating and urinating beautifully, walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking and keeping silent beautifully. So exactly what beauty is, is personal, but something which has a feeling of goodness or pleasure, deep, deep pleasure, dharmic pleasure, something that feels like this is worthwhile to do with my being. This is a healthy thing to do. It requires being attention to the present moment. And, um, and the kind of attention I hope that you'll see your life begins flower around, flower, flower around, blossom around. Um, it doesn't take you away from your life, but it infuses it with a great sense of purpose and value. And it lays the foundation for living a full life in the world in a way that is beautiful, in a way that is peaceful and moves us towards awakening and appreciation. Um, beauty as a foundation for the path to awakening. The Buddha's teachings on action uh, has an emphasis on, be- on beauty, on kalyana. So may you explore your activities you engage in, your everyday things. May you take a heightened interest in them today and see what uh, you can learn about uh, a heightened awareness in activities, but more so, uh, is it possible to do them in a way that has a positive influence on you, that the very doing them is done in a way that feels good, maybe is beautiful. So thank you very much.